going on, everybody? Welcome to Boss Up Detroit Podcast, where we'll be lacing you up week in and week out, your one-stop shop for all personal finance, business, and mental edge needs. Now, listen to your co-host, Meek Stinson. And Corey Esther. What's going on, everybody? We back. It's episode seven, Boss Up Detroit Podcast, man. Excited for this one. Got a, a, a phenomenal guest speaker on. Phenomenal. Phenomenal guest speaker. I had the opportunity to, to uh, work out with him a couple times back a couple years ago. Um, have been able to watch from afar and, and um, really see the work that he's putting in, the change he's created um, in the city. I'll let him go and, and, and be able to speak on that later. But like I said, a, a phenomenal episode. Very excited to have him on. All right. Like I said, we're going to roll. Y'all know how we get out. Dropping gems on all platforms. Um, so be, be ready to tune in and listen up, take notes on this one. But you know how we like to start each episode with what's the word. I'm going to go ahead and start it out, man. Uh, what's going on with me? Same stuff, different week. Y'all know what I do. It's, it's heavy in the marketing, rebranding uh, of Royal Six. Like I said, we are soon to be drop relaunching um, new everything. Everything that you've seen before is gone. New website, new logo. Um, everything is brand new. So they're heavily, heavily focused in on that. Um, and then also, I know a lot of y'all been paying attention. Meech and I have been dropping crazy, crazy gems on the tax game. Uh, 31 days of taxes is what, day 16? So be on the lookout for that as well, day 16 um, of the taxes. Um, make sure you, you, you touch base with us this season on your filing needs um, and credit repair as well, too. So that's what's going on with me. Meech, what we got going on, man? Talk to us. Man, just grinding. Been in the lab, uh, setting up my 2021, you know what I'm saying? And pretty much trying to get the next year, you know what I'm saying, in order um, as far as real estate goes, uh, planning out when I'm hop back in the life insurance game. Definitely, you know, more than over-prepared for the tax season coming up in, in seven ways. But let's get into this guest, man. I ain't go talk y'all to death. What's the word with you, man, Chris Huff? Man, you know the word with me. I'm always grinding, always looking to better myself daily and looking always to help people anywhere I can. Yeah, so um, just a little bit about our speaker for the day, man, um, definitely my mentor, uh, best trainer in the city in the Midwest region. I'm going to be biased, and I'm going to say the nation. You know, I'm going to put that out there. Um, oh, God, it is true. That's fact. <laughs> that is fact. And um, just, you know, somebody that I definitely, you know, looked up to, molded me as a man, you know, on my journey growing up, uh, as well as others in the community, really, um, in the city, dozens of, you know, um, NFL, college, youth, high school, you know, talent come through that gym. Um, definitely. Regular mamas. Regular mamas, you know, clientele just varies, right? And um, just, you know, well-rounded dude. And I, I definitely, you know, let him get, you know, more into that story. But, you know, just kind of tell us um, more about you and, you know, how, how the whole PAD journey started. Well, I'm, I'm pretty much a simple guy. I went to um, Detroit Central High School from off Finkel area. Uh, went to Hillsdale College, a school that typically black people don't go to. Um, it's a predominantly white private school where education comes before everything. So I like to everybody know I took my education very seriously. So um, pretty much how it started, you know, I got the Hillsdale thing I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go major in accounting and all that crazy stuff. Took that first exam, that F <laughs> That F came. I'm like, well, I can't do what my best friend doing because right. you know, each know my homeboy. He wanted the top accountants around, so I said, I was gonna ride this coattail. We gonna just get in this business and ride it out. You know, when you get that first F, you gotta drop that class. Gotta drop dropped it. it. 
didn't know what I wanted to do myself. All I knew if I wanted to run track, I could play football. That's all I knew at that time. Right. Go down to the sports complex, you know, working out always made me feel better. Got to talking to our strength and conditioning coach. So I'm looking, I'm like, man, you get paid for doing this? Yeah. He was like a pretty good salary. I said, so you get paid to love what you do. But yup. So I kind of just got with him and it's pretty much how it got started. Like PAD started in college. My uh, When I was doing my internship, I was, I was pretty much training the girls track team in 95. PAD started in 95. So I know you said you, you just was kind of fascinated about, you know, what he did and you thought, you know, it was pretty simple, but kind of get into the steps moving forward after that, after you started PAD in 95, you know, you graduated and everything. Like, what was next? What happened after that? Next next step was to get a job. Because, <laughs> number one, you can't just go be a trainer off rip and right. say, I'm going to make a living and take care of my family. That's just anybody try to do that, they they live in a lot. You got to start, like, um, building something, building, finding your lane, as most people say. Try to find your lane and build on top of that. So that's pretty much what I did. I tried to find my lane and build on it. I found that athletes and women was my lane. So I tried to build on that all the time. So number one, getting started, I was doing everything for donations. It wasn't no price. It wasn't nothing like that. It was donations. You can imagine I was getting $2, $5, $3, nothing. Right. You know, some people like, if you say donations, it's free or we only taking donations. You know, most people are gonna take that free. So it's a lot of days I trained 50 people and made 30 bucks doing boot camps. Mm-hmm. You know, back then, but I was still grateful. I was happy that I was doing what I was what I love to do. That thirty dollars meant a lot to me. But I saved that thirty dollars to the next week. Then I saved that next thirty dollars. Then bought bought my first weight bench, bought my first set of dumbbells, bought my first kettlebell, and then built from there. And and then my wife helped me um, pretty much buy all my first little equipment because the gym started off with one bench, three hundred pounds, a fifty pound dumbbell, a kettlebell, and that's it. That was P eighty. And, That's how I started. And, you know, just me being somebody, you know, who, who pretty close to you and seeing, you know, where you are now, kind of get into, you know, what P80 then evolved to as far as like just training and, and some of the other things that you do inside the gym. Well, it, it, it evolved into a place where most people is a home away from home where they can escape like everyday life. Like you could come in here, like you can have a bad day at work. You can come in the gym and let it all out. And, you know, you kind of feel better. It's like, you know, we live in a world right now where depression is heavy and nobody ain't trying to say it. And and us being black, you know, black people ain't going to go lay on that couch and talk to that doctor and just tell them their problems. So I feel I'm an outlet as one of those. I'm, I'm that form of a doctor without being a doctor, letting people help them out with, with their everyday problems. And um, well, by the gym just really evolving, like I said, it, um, it's more of a... It's more a place to help people. Even though we putting out some of the best athletes around, some of them athletes wasn't really wasn't shit. Right. You know, people really gave up on. Mm-hmm. So I always had that model: never give up on people. So that's what we built on: just helping, like building, helping people. Anybody can come in here, and we can build them up. Because you got you got women coming here that's coming from a bad marriage, a bad breakup, and you know they really down about life. Right. You know, and we build them back up. I think this is a place where we build people back up. So that's kind of what the gym is. Like, how many broken, like, you've been around, you have seen broken athletes come here and got their career back started just from being here in that tough love and make sure they're mentally tough. I think our gym makes everybody mentally tough. That's where that term hard to kill comes from. 
Like if you if you killing it in here, society is easy. You hard to kill. You can make it through anything. Exactly. And um, I think that's an underrated aspect that I know for a fact a lot of trainers don't even take into consideration, right? The mental aspect. Um, you kind of hit on depression Absolutely. being pretty heavy. And that's kind of something that we, you know, addressed in previous episodes as far as like having that mindset and that mental strong, because if you don't, life can, you know, pretty much eat you yeah. alive. And, and like you said, mental um, depression wasn't, even though a lot of, you know, black people have been depressed, but it ain't really like really been diagnosed as depression. They really like somebody like, oh, man up. Ain't nothing wrong with you. But really, ain't no man in a, or woman up. I'm really depressed. Yeah. And a lot of people wouldn't get help for that. And we have to create these avenues for people to get help somehow, somewhere. Because sometimes just sitting down talking to the doctor is not the answer. Or popping some pills is not the answer. So sometimes it takes people to help people get out of that depression. I think we're one of those people that help people just in general. And, and just to, to piggyback off that, like I said, just a very underrated aspect about, you know, just being around you as a person, just even like outside of the gym, that's the kind of person you are to want to help people, you know, regardless if it's physical, mental, you know, or just being being there with them. Like it's days where when I first had kids, like that was the first person I called. You know what I'm saying? I call Huff. Like our, our relationship and our bond was was beyond sports. You know, I still call him to this day or he had called me and we just had random talks, right? So I think um, as a as a guy who's known to the public and the media as just a trainer, but really getting to know you and, and everything yep. that you have. Always got to have a relationship with yeah. people. You've got to have a relationship with people. That way you get more out of them. It don't seem, even though we are in it to make some money, but you do got to have a personal relationship with people. So it shows that they care, that you actually care and they can keep coming back to you opposed to like, I'm just paying my money. You know, I want to know about the person. You know, if I know about the person, I feel I can serve you better. Right. I can know what you're going through. I think I can serve you a little bit more if I know a little bit more about you. That way I can help because if you come in, I can say, okay, I know that affected them this day or whatever. That way you just have a better relationship and people feel more comfortable, keep coming back to you because you're like, man, he actually cared. So I don't, you don't mind spending your money on something you care about. Right. So, and if somebody care about you, you don't mind spending money with them. Yeah, and I think I think that's an important point that you make about the relationship because I just got done reading a book about vulnerability, and the gym for a lot of people is is, is a vulnerable place. Like, let's just be honest, right? Yeah. A lot of people, yeah. um, it's, it's it's a very vulnerable place. You know, they're scared to go in there. They're scared about themselves. Exactly, exactly. And so, for you to be able to be so centered around the relationship aspect, you know, is able to help them through that vulnerable state while they're you know emerging. Build them up. Them I call it the build up. I call it the build up part because most people come in. They could be shy. They could be overweight. They could be like, I don't want to be around men or shit. It's good. Be, be around athletes, you know, people that's yeah, yeah. I don't want to be around athletes because they're gonna show me up. Like here, you could be a regular person working out right next to an NFL player, and that's like that's what I love about this place right here. Everybody is treated the same. Everybody is an equal. Like we all grinding together. Like life, we all trying to grind to make it. And here, we trying to grind and make it together, opposed to like. Say for instance, an NFL player come in, he ain't gonna be treated and get like, okay, I'm only working with him today. No, you're gonna have to fit in with everybody else. It's just like that. If you come here, you gotta be with everybody else. If you're not that type of person, you can Hollywood your ass up out of here. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Atmos atmosphere and culture is is a big thing. And I think um, like I said, for me, look outside looking in, even having the opportunity to work out with y'all, man, it's 
it's like you come in and it's like we don't we don't see any different. Like you here, you gonna grind. We gonna make sure you get better. Yeah, it's a culture here. Now, if you're a person that's not a grinder and really trying to get out something, you're not gonna fit here. You're right. not gonna fit here. You gotta want. You gotta want something here. You can't just be here and not want anything. You're not gonna fit in because everybody is trying to like really fight for something. So you're not gonna fit here if you're not trying to grind. It's not for you. People that typically don't grind don't survive here. Or then that's when the bad words about me come up. Man, I don't like it there just because that's because you're not a grinder. You're not trying to make it. You're trying to find the easy way out. Here is not the easy way out. You won't have to work for everything you get. So when you put hard work on it, you're happy about what you're getting. So that's that's where a lot of hate comes from here because everybody's not a grinder. That's what it is. So, and I'm not going to hold nobody's hand. So that's that's what it is. Everybody looking for somebody to hold a hand. Ain't nobody getting pat on the ass here. I like that's, it. That's, that's just the way it is. Yeah, that's not how life works, man. And so my question is, you know, obviously we come from the athletic background, so we're very conscious of health, you know, staying in shape, you know, eating right, but not everybody is. So like, what is, you know, that sequence? So you got somebody that's new coming to you. They're just, they never really worked out before. Like, what is the progression from? Uh, the that? first thing I tell people when, before they even start working out, are they, is their mindset ready for change? If your mindset not ready for change, go back home and sit down. If your mindset is not ready, that's one of my first questions I ask people, are you ready to work out? Before we talk about food or working out, schedule, anything, your mind got to be into it. If your mind not into it, you're never going to reach a goal. So that's really where we start from, the mental aspect of it. When you're mentally ready, you can accomplish anything, whether it's working out, business, anything. It's all about the mental state. So that's really the first thing. I don't try to keep everything about fitness. I try to keep it about everyday life. So it was like you plugging things in. So that's going to make you better like that. So that's the first thing I have. So if you're mentally ready, say, say somebody overweight, I'm mentally to get this way. I'm sick of it. I'm ready. I want this. Like um, Eric Thomas, that, I think that's probably one of the, he he make the best quote that wanted as bad as you want to breathe. And I think that's when you want something as bad as you want to breathe, that's when that shit going to come about. And that's kind of how I try to make fitness about before we talk about eating any kind of food or any like that, you got to want it. Like every workout, you got to want it. Because if you want the work, if you want it, the workout going to do the gonna do the job. If you do what I'm telling you to do, you just got to want it. When you come in and give it your all, all the results going to come after like that. That's kind of how I make I try to make it simple for people. Like if people going to say, oh, get your micros, your macros, do this, do that, get protein, this, get this, get that. They just throwing big words at you. When you make something simple and plain, people understand it more and you get more out of it. We live in an age where everybody's trying to be the smartest person on the planet, when everything don't have to be that. I like like what you're doing with the tax stuff. You're giving people tips to understand because a lot of people don't want to get that out because they just trying to make it like, oh, it's just super hard. You you got to come to me and I got to do it. You giving tips how to, for people to actually better. And that's kind of what we do. Like you giving, you giving, you giving the blueprint to be successful with it. And a lot of people are not doing that. They holding it in and, and people don't understand that to just keep robbing you of money. Right. And I'm not in that business of robbing people for money. Go buy this, go buy that. Like when people come here, the first thing they say, I need a meal plan. I need, I feel, let's stop. You don't need a meal plan. You know, you don't need that. You know what bullshit is. Stop eating it. Right. <laughs> Facts, though. That's, that's the honest Facts. truth. That's the Basically, honest. That's, it's simple. People think weight loss and getting in shape is like the hardest thing. Most people know what to do. They're not disciplined mentally, not ready. Once you're disciplined and mentally ready, you know what to do. You know not to eat no fucking fried chicken. Right. You know, you know that. 
You know, you know, you need to drink water. So why are you drinking pop? People mentally don't be ready. So everybody trying to like, I need somebody to tell me what to do. No, you don't. You know what to do. You just don't want to do it. You're not mentally strong enough to do it. Exactly. So we live in a society where everybody mentally weak. Mm-hmm. Everybody looking for a way out. Yeah. So we trying to, I'm trying to make people mentally strong. So like with Meech, he decided to walk away from football, head high, chest high, and it wasn't a thing. Most people can't walk away from football like that when it's just your whole life of right. oh, football, football, because everybody around you, me and him know for it's guys that he dealt with that just say, I don't even mess with you no more because you don't play football no more. I think that's fucked up. Right. And I was like, whether I always tell him whether you play football or not, you my guy. Right. You don't have to play no football. But that's what that's the society we live in. It, it's it's awful. I see a lot of football guys that's really out here depressed because they don't play ball no more. Man, we ain't gotta say no names, but me and him know who they are. Exactly. And and I think um what it all boils down to, like when you when you're around solid individuals, like obviously us, you know, being around each other and you know, me adopting a lot of your philosophies, you know, by what you live by. And you know, like you said, I'm I'm out here helping people with the tax game and you help people, you know, physically and mentally. That's because we want to see the better and for for the people, and we got that you know in common, and that that kind of want to bring me to. Yeah. The, and you obviously you know you got to practice what you preach, so we can't be out here saying we want to help the people, and this is how we go help them, but we don't live live by it, right. And yeah, I live by my code. Exactly. Like I have a code of living, and I live by it to the fullest. And I know you go by you know the the hard to kill. That's that's your that's your slogan. That's your thing. And um, just kind of talk about you know, some of the things you've been through, right? As well, far as it, the, it came um, about the hard to kill because everybody know it was the live heavy shit, be a savage and all that. Something I still live by, but that hard to kill, I went through some hard times where I almost lost my business, like two or three times. Well, one building where me and the management didn't get along, the owner, I had to move instantly. You had to go to court. I had to get a lawyer and all that, win that case. Boom. Best thing when I won that case, I said, okay, we got to move. A lot of people don't understand. Oh, just go to a new building. They don't realize it's not that easy. Right. You got to pay. It's almost $10,000 swing just to get a building. And a lot of people don't understand that. And then you got to put stuff in the building. So me swinging from one building, I had to get, get my realtor, get $10,000 to get another building to get in. A lot of people just think it's easy. Then boom, we get settled in Oak Park. We good. We think we're going to be here. I live in that neighborhood. Boom, a fire happened that has nothing to do with P80. Two buildings down, I lose everything. So basically, I think like, man, either I can fold or come out of it. I'm like, man, one, another thing I live by, I don't really talk about that real man don't fold. Right. So you find a way. So I said, I sat in my car, looked at the building. Why is burning? I got that picture. I can show people that picture to this day. I keep it. I'm looking, I'm sitting in my truck, watching my business burn to the ground. I said, what's my next move? Thought about it. I said, okay. I felt sorry for myself for two minutes. Looked over, saw my wife crying, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, man, I can't be in a fold. First thing I did, I, t- I text everybody in the gym, you rocking with me, we in the park. We at, If you got a gym membership, I show up wherever you at, train you. We at LA Fitness, I'm at Planet Fitness. I started doing everything for two months. I said, give me, I told my wife, take all the money we got, pay the car notes, pay the house note for three months. Give me three months, three months, I'll be in another building. So I grind the whole three months that summer, which you watched. I grind the whole summer in parks, doing kick and box, kickboxing in parks, doing football workouts, doing everything I can to get money saved, which it was a blessing because I had no overhead. I had to pay no rent, no lights, no none of that, no $4,000 rent. But then you start hearing black people, oh, didn't he have insurance? 
Of course I have fucking insurance. People, most people need to get educated on how insurance works. Um, insurance pays for your debt, really. Right. Uh, only rich people have insurance that pay, like if something burned down, they pay for everything. Look about all the stores you see in the neighborhood that got burned down. Insurance job. They couldn't afford that bitch no more. They couldn't afford their debt. So they burn it to pay the debt so they won't be in debt so they can go. Know what they do? They burn that building down and go start another business somewhere else. Mm -hmm. For me, it wasn't like that. You know, people think, oh, man, you should have had insurance. You should have a gym tomorrow. It doesn't work like that. I didn't, I didn't have no debt. So basically, all the insurance did was I had liability insurance in case somebody break a leg or weight fall them, I could pay their medical bills or somebody sue me. Basically, my building burned down. I don't have no payout. Right. You know, it wasn't no payout. You know, it just burned down. You know, it wasn't nothing I could do. All I do is cut my losses and move on. I didn't lose nothing. All I did was lost equipment, but I didn't you know that's basically what it was. So I had to come up with the $10,000 again, new equipment, you know, and I said, you know, that's when the hard to kill came out. Like, man, I can't get buried because I keep coming back. I came back where I had my last dollar in rent due on Thursday and don't have no idea how I'm going to pay this $4,000 rent. But I said, I'll find a way. Then, boom, once we get on our feet here in Ferndale, the pandemic hit. Everybody knew I wasn't an online guy. That wasn't my thing. I'm an in-person guy. So I said, you know what? We're going to move it to online. Then PAD Online blew up. Well, we trained in 90 people in one session. So that blew up. It's all about not giving up, finding a way. Every time something gets thrown at you, like you at the batter box, you line up, no matter what that picture throw, you're going to find a way to hit a home. So that's why I always say I'm gonna stand in that pocket until I find a way to hit a home run. So I'm never gonna I'm never gonna get buried if I if if like I said nobody don't like to use the term die, but I say at least I'm gonna go down fighting. Right. So I'm never gonna fold. So that's where that hard to kill came from. If you're trying to kill me, it's gonna be a hard task. And I think that's a a life you know mantra or however you wanna you know present it because at the end of the day if you fold. Just because one thing or two things or three things happen to you, then what you ever go stand for, right? Right. And and in that moment, when you if you do choose to fold in that moment, that defines you for your life, right? Your life. Yeah, if you fold, what else you got left? Then you have nothing. Exactly. Then you're done. Yeah. So why fold? But but as 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 black men, black men tend tend to fold. Right. But some odd reason they tend to fold because. I don't know typically why I'm trying to figure it out so we not fold it. But black men tend to fold and they turn to other stuff, scamming, um, all types of shit because they don't want to work for it. So I'm trying to find a way to get black men not to fold. Yeah. Try to commit other ways. It ain't always about sports. It's other ways to get money. Mm -hmm. you no, know, I was in the same position before too. Great athlete. After a while, like, this shit ain't for me no more. I got to find out what I want to do. I'm a guy that got married young. So I had to figure out something. I had a family. So that's why, like me, man, it's like we can relate. I got a family. I had to find a way to feed my family. Mm -hmm. And I had to get to that fast. So that's typically what I did, you know, to kind of get going. So that's what I want to do. I want to teach black men. No, I hope, don't get me wrong. I hope anybody else, but that's my focus, trying to teach black men not to fold. Like it's ways to get it out here. You know, that's why I'm helping a lot of people help start business. Like PA, they got a bunch of business going, which means, no, we got a lot of business within a business. Exactly. So like I said, we're trying to create that Black Wall Street thing. We're mm -hmm. trying to create that. If we got money, they can't fuck with us. Right. And that's why, that's why they got rid of Black Wall Street. We had our own money. 
And money is everything. If you got money, I can't go over here and be knocking him upside the head because he got a lawyer and he's right. going to sue me. And that's why police do what they do because they know we can't do nothing about it. But but talk about it for a week and we done talking about these people. Yeah. Think about like all the people that got killed. I hate bringing it up. You know, those people get killed every day. They talk about it for a day or two and that shit over with because they know we can't do nothing about it. Exactly. And with money, money is power. Money is power. And that's why I'm glad what Meech is doing. He's teaching people how to get money. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's really, I'm helping you own some real estate, how to handle your taxes. You know, he's trying to help you financially, start an LLC. Like black people don't know how. They right. need people to teach them how to do that. So, and that's why we're here to do stuff like that. If we create our own income, we don't have to worry about other people. So that's what I'm trying to create. So we don't have to, there's nothing wrong with other people. And I try not to talk about race and all that kid, like all that. So when people talk about Martha Luther King and all that kind of stuff, hey, I love what the guy did, but I love being segregated. I like you as a friend, but us being separated from people would teach us how to stand on our own. Nobody wanted to integrate us because we had our own bus system, our own garbage companies, and we wasn't using their shit. Right. So that's why they that's why they integrated us right, right away. That's why segregation stopped because we had our own stuff. We stopped riding the bus. We stopped doing everything. When right. we took money out their pocket, oh shit, we need the Negroes. Right. So really we're needed here. We really need it. And people won't talk up on it because people stay away from race. Mm-hmm. And everybody, oh, you said something bad about Martin Luther King, not saying he's a bad guy. Oh, we, we, I don't want to, I like being separate. I still like you as a person, but I need to take care of my own race first. Right. And like I said, that multiple story, I tell everybody, me and my wife been getting our nails, you know, our feet done at the same Chinese place for years. Right. I watched the same kid sweep, sweep the floor for years. And then 10 years later, he got a business and he running the shop because he stayed within that business and built up. Like um, like everybody hear me talk about, I believe in conglomerate, a bunch of people getting money together. I'd rather be with 10 people and we all getting a million instead of saying I'm over here, oh, I own a business, but you're not making any money. Why not be in the group and be a member? That's black people. I'm a boss. But boss of what though? You know, what are you really a boss of? Okay, you got a company name. Okay, you paid a couple of dollars to get a get, get your company name. But are you really making money? That's the problem with black people. They can't, we can't stand together and make money together. The biggest thing, yeah, I, I think we talked about it on a previous episode. A lot of times in our culture, we always want to um, promote the self-made thing, right? We want to stick our chest out and say we self-made. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with getting help. There's nothing wrong with doing it together. Yeah. We, we, wrong with it all. we talk about it all the time. It's like, we as a community, we got to stop competing and, co- and uh, collaborate, right? And self-made, hey, I think everybody know Everybody know I'm self-made, mm-hmm. but I don't want nobody else to be self-made. I'm like, you know how hard that shit was? Right. I, you want help. Right. I know don't have nobody to turn to. I didn't have nobody to turn to. Can I have this? Can you help me with this? Everything was literally, when they used that term, I got it out the mud. I really did. That self-made shit is whack. I'm telling you. You want some help. Because <laughs> self-made, yeah, you self-made. It make you... You make you it makes you hard and bitter towards some people. I found myself bitter towards people when I was coming up. I thought people was my friend, and that really they really wasn't. Right. So it made me bitter, even though I'm self-made. But that shit made me a bitter person for years, and it helped me. It took my wife to kind of get me out of that, because he know if I don't mess with you, I'm never gonna mess with you ever again. It's like mob ties with me. Once you out, you out. I'm never gonna deal with you ever again. That's horrible. 
I got to find a way to get out of that. And it's, it's hard because a lot of people may, that's a part of me that's still bitter. Like, you know, nobody didn't help me, so I don't want to help you. So that's why I'm helping younger people. So it's okay to get help. You know, it's okay. You know, I know people want to yell that self-made shit, but that shit ain't cool. So let's let's talk about um the the mindset. Like, what was it for you? What finally clicked to the point where you was like, you know what? I got to let go of some of these bitter demons or I got to, you know, kind of change my mindset and, and just let it be what it is. A good woman. Good woman. A good woman. Elaborate on, on Miss Michelle and, and, and y'all. Uh, oh, man. I'm one. She take all my faults. And everybody know I'm a wild individual. Right. And she knows I never have to change. I can be myself no matter what. The same thing I'm telling y'all, she could be sitting here right behind me and like, that's just how he is. Right. And I can always say, say for instance, I was like, oh man, she got a big old ass. She can be right there. <laughs> like, this is how he is. And she accept who I am. Right. So it ain't right. like I'm disguising anything. So she just really just, she support me. Like one day I said, I'm sick of going to work. She said, never, you never have to go back again. Go take care of the business. I'll pay all the bills. How many women would do that? Right. No, one day I told her, I called, I was like, man, I don't really want to go to work no more. You know, she sat there and just said, you know what, don't go no more. Build the business up, I'll pay all the bills. So it ain't about us saying, like, repent. Um, having a good supportive mate is a big thing. Like, people say, oh, man, I got a bank account, she got a bank account. I'm like, damn, really? We got, it's, it's one pot in my house. <laughs> ain't no separate nothing. It's one pot. You know, all the bills come out that pot. You know, people got money over here. I'm like, if you got to do all that, that means you truly don't trust the person you with. Right. So I mean, all my trust is in her and, and, and vice versa. So when you got somebody like that behind you, you're going to win all the time because they, like everything we keep growing up, she didn't saw that as worse when me and, me and her bed was a couch. I post a picture all the time, me and her laying on the couch. That was literally me and my wife's bedroom, literally. Like me and her slept on the couch where we had that picture I post sometimes, that was our bed. So we went through all the rough times together. And and our kids had the room and we that's how we live. So everything we get, we got it together. So yeah. uh, that's one of the biggest things, like having us somebody supporting you no matter what. And that can kind of help you get through like like some of your demons that you got. Because you can't get through demons by yourself. You got somebody working you out of them. I still got some of them now. But right. she always helped me through. You know, I'm, I still got some bad ways I need to get rid of because I had a severe anger problem. I, I'll fight at a drop of a dime. <laughs> but, you know, I'm out of them ways. Everybody know my line, you can't whoop me. So, <laughs> so I, I had to, you know, that come, that's why I had to get out of bouncing, um, doing club bounce, and I had to get out of it. You know, if you test me, well, you into a fight. Right. You know? So I had to get out of that business. Cause she was worried about me. She's like, man, you might whoop somebody ass. We in the mall, you get jumped. Right. So I had to get out that business. But that's another thing that that was another business I had. I had a PA, I had a, a security company, which helped fund PA to the gym, which was a very successful, very successful security company. But that's what a mate, that's what helped you get somebody to talk to. Back to all the other shit. Black people don't really trust their mate. I don't trust my wife. She doing this. I don't trust my husband. We doing this. We got to do better as relations on wise as black people. We got to do better. We have to do better yeah, both ways. Well, women and men, we got to do a little bit better. And that's why people are like, man, this man always talk about his wife all the time. 
I'm trying to teach young people it's okay to say you love your wife. It's okay to say I'm with my wife. People think it's cool to cheat. People think it's all right. People would be like, if you ain't cheating, oh, you saw, you want, I'm like, nigga, that shit ain't cool. <laughs> that, if anybody follow my media sites, people don't know why. It's always a picture of me and my wife on my media site, always, always, no matter what. I want to put the first impression to everybody I'm married. That's the first thing I want to put out the gate. Of course, I get wild pictures. Me and my wife laugh at them. Like, some pictures we see laugh like, damn, women see you this? Yeah. And, and to keep that composure, man, I always tell you, you got the best job. I don't, I don't know how you do it, but you're a solid individual, man. Once you find somebody in your corner like that, hey, I went home and ate dinner. I can rest my head. I want to do it tomorrow, too. So you don't be right. <laughs> Right, right, right. Do you want to close your eyes and think about she's standing over you? You might, might not over, open them again. Because I've seen women do that. And stories I've seen where you go to sleep and you never wake up again for all the bullshit you had done to her. I've seen it. It only happened to a couple of my cousins where they close their eyes and that woman get fed up. When you push a woman, man, you they they, they, they hey, when people say they risk it all, they risk it all. <laughs> Nothing about a scorned woman. She read she ready to risk everything. She and she'll take you out and close our ass and take her take herself out. So that's what I was thinking. So my question, you know, you you've made this run since 95, right? It's, it's 2020 now. Where do you see P80 um as a as a whole company, not just the gym, but as a company at, you know, in the next five um, years? Franchise to another, franchise to a couple, not say I'm a franchise, because I don't want to use that word. I don't want to be that. Having a couple of gyms, but building probably about multiple business through our business. Like we're the parent company, like right. we the three, but we got a bunch of branches of helping people open their own business. PAD actually being a stepping stone for other people to open their business. That's what I really want to do. Having being a stepping stone or having multiple brands, multiple streams of income coming in. Well, I don't have to be the front man all the time. I am getting older, 50 around the corner. Um, I can't be the same guy all the time. I can't put 700 pounds on my back forever. You know, some things I can't do. I can't be, you know, some things I just can't do no more. It's just a, it's a reality of life. So I want to build different branches so I can still have in. So P80 won't die when I die. Exactly. Put it like that. I don't want P80 to die when I die. So P80 can still be around long when I'm gone, still having that same effect on people when I'm long gone. That's what I want. Absolutely. That's the future of P80 right there. Yeah, because... Legacy, that's the word, legacy, legacy. having a legacy. Having a legacy, yep. absolutely. Absolutely, so yep. kids can have a picture of you on the wall in their house. Yeah, I'm like, this this the founder. I'm gonna be the guy on the wall, that's the, that's the founder, you know? Maybe this picture right here, <laughs> it is. The founder of P80 right there, see? That's kind of what you want. You got to get one with the grizzly and the goat, like merged together. Yeah, we get on the shoulder <laughs> and have the middle, have a mirror in it, like that. So, <laughs> so that's a lot. That's a lot of terms. People misconcern. They, when I say goat, they're like, that's an arrogant dude to be calling himself a goat all the time. And now I'll say, I'll leave that up to the people to do it. But, you know, that word. It really can mean a lot. A lot of people just don't get it with the, you know, you know what the word really means for the most part. I just took the word, I got it like in my wall, like right there. Greatness, original, audacity, and trend center. 
That's what GOAT mean to me. A lot of people think it's like, oh, man, he's just the greatest of all time. Greatness, original, audacious, and transcendent. I like that. That's, that's like really that. what it means. So a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. That's what GOAT training means. That's why you always see, you know, that's what people want. It's like an acronym. You know, it's something that I want to use. You know, it means something. Right. A lot of people just think I'm just being arrogant, which I am sometimes. <laughs> but say don't hide your true self. It's all right. Oh, for real. I'm gonna let people know I'm the man. You put years into this, man. You deserve it. <laughs> I look at I look at it. Hey. If you don't tell yourself that you the man, ain't nobody else gonna do it. You gotta do it yourself. And that's why I always say that's why people say, oh. All right, we back. Um, had to quick switch over to a, a new link, but we here. We're gonna finish it off. But as we were um, in our segment time, I, I asked them, you know, you got to get some stories and, and tell us about <laughs> Nietzsche, man. Um, obviously, y'all have a personal relationship that goes way, way back. Know him um, from from day one. So, mm -hmm. what's some good stories about Nietzsche, man, that we don't know? Man, I'm most people that think he mild mannered don't believe that shit. <laughs> that nigga, that's a no. You see the search say savage? Dude's a savage. So we'll leave it at we don't have to go too far in depth. Dude is a savage for some shit that I never thought he would do. He would do. So that's one thing about him that I thought he was just pure, quiet, great, great student. He got some hood in him. Yeah, for yeah. sure. We we always get a real story real, no matter how we present it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. So that's that's one of them sort of don't people take it like he's like mild mannered. Don't don't take that shit for sure. <laughs> hey, he'll kick your dough in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, just to you silly man. Just to just to finish it off too. If I'm a up and coming trainer and I I want to be great man and I'm and, and and I don't really know where to start, but I know I got a passion for it. What's some advice that you would give to me? Learn the game. Learn the game, learn the body. Before you even try to train anybody, learn the business, learn how to train, learn the anatomy of the body, learn how it works, learn what each exercise do. Don't watch YouTube and make somebody do something that you saw. Right. Don't use Instagram, learn the, learn the craft. Get a mentor, get underneath somebody and work with them for a while and learn what they do and why they do it. So ask a bunch of questions. Don't just watch a video and say, do this. That's you setting yourself up for failure because everybody not the same. And when you're not getting results and then you start getting a bad name and then it's over with. Learn, learn the body, learn everything about the body. Learn what exercises do, what to do, what not to do. Don't just jump into it because you in shape. Cause I can tell you some of the best trainers in the world are old white fat dudes. Right. So. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Like I that's said, my biggest advice for them. Learn the game. That's that's everything, man. That's in whatever you do. Learn the game, man. Learn the game. Yep. Don't, be here, don't be out here spreading uh, fake information yeah. and you know out here perked out telling people to do stuff that you're not really living and doing yourself and you don't know the why behind it. Um, and it's 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 a, it's a lot of that out here in every business. I'm sure y'all you come across tax people that just did a little entry H and R block shit. <laughs> absolutely man but we go ahead go ahead and close it out Huff, we appreciate you for jumping on with us man it was it was a show. 
I know somebody learned something and took something, especially from that mental toughness. I don't know. We dove oh, deep yeah, on yeah. that and really just about growing and developing yourself um, and not let, letting life and the world get the best of you. Um, you know, what y'all are doing with P80 is, is everything that the community needs from um, more than just a gym, a movement and a culture, something yeah. that people can really depend on and, and come in and come in looking one way and thinking one way and leave and, and you know, be a completely different person, right? Um, through the work that y'all are putting in. So like I said, we'll definitely be uh, shouting y'all out, keeping y'all um, active on, on the podcast. Like I said, we appreciate y'all, man. Um, closing remarks, you know the sponsors on my side, Rural Six um, and Esther Enterprise Tax and Credit Repair right around the corner. Um, contact us, you know where to find us at Instagram. Uh, we'll get all that stuff linked down below. We'll get us Instagram down below. Check them out. Um, if you, if, like you said, if y'all ready, if y'all ready, <laughs> right? If you're, if you're ready, if y'all ready, <laughs> ready to make that change, man, um, hit him up. He's your guy that you wanna you wanna work with. Um, a, a true legend, a true legend in the city. Meets what you got for us, man. You know the sponsorship over here is Seven Ways Corporation. Anything catered to credit repair, real estate, life insurance, taxes. You know I do it all, man. Just you know go to the website, hit contact, and let's consult. Chris Huff, where can they find you at on the internet, man? Uh, simple, um, Instagram, Grizzly P80, or Facebook, um, Christopher Grizzly Huff. That's simple. That's all I use. Ain't nothing special with me. Grizzly P80 or Christopher Grizzly Huff on Facebook. Ain't hard to find. Yes, sir. You know how we Or do Google this. me. There it is. You can Google me. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all know the vibe on this. This saying peace, love. Always boss up. Boss up.